Squatch Ranger Files, episode 57. I'm your host, the Squatch Ranger himself, and welcome to the show. It is January 8th, 2023. That's the date that I am recording this episode. It will come out later, as I do have to edit and go through the whole process of getting this podcast online. But it is January 8th. Now, first I want to say we have expanded the show to the Anchor platform, and we are very excited to be here. Anchor helps the show reach Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. We hope to grow our audience and are able to continue to bring you the latest Bigfoot reports from around the country. The show has also been added to the Amazon Music app under the podcast section. We are also very excited to be a part of the Amazon community. If you are a new listener to the show, welcome. You are now an official Squatch Ranger. Your duties include have an open mind, ask questions, trust but confirm, and always seek the truth. Thanks for joining the show. Also, I want to say thank you to the returning listeners that keep coming back and listening to the show. Thank you very much. You really do keep the show going. Thank you for, you know, giving a like or a thumbs up or commenting on any of the episodes. Thank you so much. I do appreciate you. Now let's jump right into listener comments from previous episodes. So this comes from Squatch Ranger Files, episode 56. First up, we have Green Country Forest People. He says, The story from Idabel had me on the edge of my seat. Thanks for the shout-out, Squatch Ranger. 
Yes, the last episode, there was an encounter from Idabel. It was very, very good. I enjoyed that encounter story as well. And thank you, Green Country Forest people, for emailing me. He always emails me very, very often, sends me really cool pictures. He's a great guy. I like hearing from him. EB writes in, Congratulations on the great stats from Spotify and the increase in subscribers. That was a bunch of good encounter reports from Oklahoma. It's time to schedule a return to Stinchcomb, certainly. The report from LaFleur County to the forest ranger is very credible due to the emotional state of the witness. Another exceptional episode. Thanks for the solid content. The graphics and story illustrations look great. So that once again comes from EB. Thank you so much, EB. He has written in almost every single episode. He's a great follower of the show. Thank you, EB. I do appreciate you. Okay, so now this is the time of the show where I ask you to share your encounter story with us. All you have to do is email squatchranger at gmail.com. I would love to get your encounter story and share it on this program. If you have a friend, a relative, someone who has seen one of these creatures, a Bigfoot before, and they're a little hesitant to share with someone else, please have them contact me. Or you can just email the story to me. Uh, There's no judgment here. Uh, We have a following of Bigfoot believers, and we just want to hear your story because we we love the reports. This next segment of the show is going to be about mountain lions. I'm going to talk about mountain lions for a little bit here, people, and I promise I will circle back around to the Bigfoot topic, but hear me out for the next few moments. This segment is about mountain lions. Okay, first off, on December the 12th, my wife screenshotted this post on Facebook, and it's from the Hominy Police Department. Okay, Hominy is in Oklahoma. This is Hominy, Oklahoma. So this is Northeast Oklahoma, kind of the Tulsa region. Okay, it says the Hominy Police Department, Mountain Lion Sighting. We've received several reports over the past few weeks of people hearing what they perceive to be a woman screaming in the woods near the lake. We have investigated, and one of our officers has heard the sound. It is not a woman, but most likely a mountain lion. Game wardens have confirmed that there have been mountain lion sightings from Blackburn to the prison and towards Skytook Lake. The wardens are actively looking for this mountain lion. Their intent is not to kill it, but to locate and monitor the range of its hunting grounds. These animals typically have a hunting ground range of up to 100 miles from their den, making tracking more difficult. Please stay aware if you are in the woods, in and around Hominy. All right, so once again, my wife, shared that report with me and I found it very very interesting because we do live in northeast Oklahoma and Hominy we've we've driven through Hominy several times and uh, I just thought this was interesting about the mountain lions now 
yesterday, so this is January 7th, yesterday, from the time that I recorded this episode, so January 7th, this post came out on a surrounding community on their Facebook page, and so this is still in the region of Hominy. This is still kind of in a, you know, 50-mile radius. It says, Warning! My husband and I came home from a day of appointments, and when we got out of the car to walk to the house, a loud screaming noise, almost like a woman screaming, came from our corral next to the house. A huge mountain lion is in our corral, and believe me, it didn't take us long to get to the door and inside. We're out on a county road off of a highway, so you neighbors out here, be careful and watch where you walk after dark and watch your livestock. Just a warning to help. Okay, so this person, I mean, so this is like, you know, the first post was December 12th by the Hominy Police Department. Now it's January 7th in a 25 to 50 mile radius of Hominy, Oklahoma. And this person is using the same description a loud screaming sound. It sounds like a woman screaming. And then she actually did see the mountain lion with her own eyes. Okay, so me and my wife had several conversations about the mountain lions. And she told me that some of her personal Facebook friends, even as of late, have been posting game camera pictures of the mountain lions they've caught. And so I'm going to put this one up right now on the broadcast you should be seeing this mountain lion now this one isn't recently uh like within this past month this is from bottom corner says september 18th 2021 so this is not like super duper recent like within the past month but this is one of the ones that her friend posted and this isn't even the one that she was thinking of she can't find the one she was trying to tell me about but she did find this one she said she saw another one, like, very recent. So, and also within the area. So this has me thinking about mountain lions and having mountain lions on the brain. And so, I'm going to talk about the history of mountain lions in Oklahoma and North America. First, I want to tell you about a previous work friend of mine at my previous job. Um, he's, he's had some mountain lion stories to tell me at work. So first off, to set up my friend here, he lives in the country. He has his own, like, farm, kind of a ranch. He has 400-plus acres, okay? And this is in Muskogee County in Oklahoma. He lives on 200 acres, and then right across the road, he owns another 200 acres. So in all, he has 400-plus acres of land. He's He has game cameras and deer feeders set up in a few different spots on the land. Now, he has come to me, and he's texted me before, that he's heard a weird sound, like, not very far from his house, one night. This was in the summer, and he texted me. I could tell he just, it just happened, and he must have come inside and texted me, like, because I could tell, like, he was very excited about this. He heard a sound that he can't explain. He's never heard it before. And so this sparked a investigation. I did go to his house like within the week and I did a night investigation with me and him and another work friend. We stayed out, we set up some night vision 
He drove us around on his gator all around, showed us all of his ponds. Uh, we did see some deer. He, he said he could probably never go a time without seeing a deer driving around on his gator out on his land. And we definitely did see a deer. So anyway, I do have a YouTube video out about that investigation. And it's called No Bro Muskogee County Investigation, June 2019. Please go check that out. It's on my YouTube channel, Squatch Ranger. Okay, so anyway, that sound that he heard, I just happened to think, oh, you know what? I want to play a recording of the Ohio Howl. So I, I played it for him, and he said, whoa, that sounds almost identical to what I heard. Yeah, that sounds a lot like it. And so that's the Ohio Howl that Matt Moneymaker recorded in Ohio. If you haven't heard it, you know, Google it. Search it up, Ohio Howl Bigfoot vocalization or something like that. You should find it. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. Take a listen to that. That's similar to what he's heard. Okay, so back to my friend. Me and him at work, we've had several conversations about mountain lions. He's always He would always come up to me at work. He knew I was a Bigfoot guy. He would always come up to me and tell me about how his all of his surrounding neighbors would have conversations with him and and call them up and say there's a mountain lion in the area, they know they have a mountain lion around, uh, all that kind of stuff, like it's messing with my livestock, I've heard the sounds, all this kind of stuff. So he was always coming up and telling me this. He So he believes there are mountain lions in his area there in Muskogee County. And he would always make the comment to me, the game wardens always say there are no mountain lions in Oklahoma. And he would kind of laugh and say, well, they're wrong because... All of my neighbors are hearing them. We we know, and we're catching them on our game cameras. So I always thought that was kind of funny. So I wanted to look into that and kind of see what is the official stance on mountain lions in Oklahoma, because he would always tell me that statement. Everything that I'm going to say right now comes from the website. This is my source that I'm using. Mountainlion.org slash US slash Oklahoma slash map. Okay, so that's my source. And I'm going to do some reading for you about kind of the history of mountain lions coming to North America, coming into Oklahoma. So please bear with me. I am going to circle back to Bigfoot, and I am going to kind of relate it to Bigfoot here in a few minutes. Uh, this is Oklahoma History of Mountain Lions. What we know as a cougar today became recognizable as a distinct species about 400,000 years ago and inhabited nearly all of the Americas for hundreds of thousands of years alongside the giant sloth, the mammoth, the dire wolf, and the saber-toothed lion. Cougars have inhabited Oklahoma alongside humans for more than 40,000 years. Native people memorialize the cougar in rock carvings, totems, in stories, and in songs. As European settlement expanded in the 1840s, cougar persecution and riding the landscape of dangerous wildlife became more common. All right, so now I wanna talk about European settlement. So here's what it says on the website about the Europeans coming into the area and what happened in regards to mountain lions. As European settlers began to settle what would become the United States in earnest, they established farms, ranches, and towns, complete with various livestock. 
with the pigs, sheep, horses, cattle, and goats came conflict with the native wildlife. In 1895, the U.S. Department of Agriculture established wildlife services whose mandate was rodent control and predator eradication. The idea that predators were vermin who should be removed from the landscape was echoed by bounty programs supported by many states. Mountain lions, wolves, bears, and bobcats were poisoned, shot, trapped, or otherwise killed by the thousands. Okay, the next section is called Mountain Lion Declines. By the 1850s, these trapping efforts made mountain lions increasingly rare in the eastern two-thirds of the continent. Mountain lions were functionally extinct. In the Midwest by 1860, the Mid-Atlantic states by 1882, in the South Coastal states by 1886, in Central Appalachia by 1900, and New England by 1906. Unfortunately, mountain lions in Oklahoma were subject to the same forces and did not fare any better. Though there have been various sightings throughout the years, there hasn't been a resident population in Oklahoma since the early 1900s. Species Status Mountain lions used to roam the state of Oklahoma, but were eradicated in the 19th century. As European settlers moved west, they killed off all the mountain lions within the state, as well as most of the deer, mountain lions' main prey. Despite this absence, the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation decided to list mountain lions as a game species with a closed season in 1957. There is currently no resident population of mountain lions, and even with hundreds of reports of mountain lion sightings, only 11 have been confirmed. Okay, so thank you for listening to all that information. I know it was a lot of information, but now here's where I want to kind of circle it back to Sasquatch, back to Bigfoot. Okay, so I kind of have a after reading all this, because I was kind of interested in the whole mountain lion thing in Oklahoma and North America, I found several things interesting, and I want to point these two, uh, two statements that I found interesting out of all that information. So the first one, okay, I'm going to read this again. It says, Mountain lions, wolves, bears, and bobcats were poisoned, shot, trapped, or otherwise killed by the thousands. Okay, that stuck out to me. So, to me, what that's saying is... Okay, so this is my theory here, okay? This is a podcast, and this is what we do. We talk, we like to bring up, you know, several different points, and we like to talk about it and, you know, go down the what-if road and do some hypotheticals. Okay, this is what I'm thinking. The Sasquatch must have watched all these Europeans move in the area, okay? And they observe the treatment of these other animals. They're they're wait the Sasquatch are waiting in the wings. They're off to the side stage. They're, you know, hiding in the tree line. They're watching the Europeans come in, build these communities. They see the treatment of these animals, you know, poisoning, trapping, killing, all this stuff. Okay? And so therefore, this is forcing the Bigfoot to go into hiding and stealth mode even more than they already were. 
Okay, so the Sasquatch and Bigfoot were already kind of halfway hiding, stealth mode. But before the Europeans came in, let's back up. So the Native Americans, they would see Bigfoot. But my point is, Native Americans and the Sasquatch have a connection. There's a strong connection there. Okay? They have a bond. And so I, I think the Bigfoot weren't as shy, of course, with the Native Americans. They would appear to them. Okay? Maybe, they, maybe that would have been the same for us, the Europeans that came in. Maybe they would have appeared to us if we would have been more like the Native Americans, but we came in and we start this huge process of eliminating all these predators. And so the Bigfoot are waiting in the wings, watching this. Therefore, now they're going to go into hiding and they are definitely not wanting to reveal themselves to us because of our treatment of these other animals. And they witnessed all of it, okay? waiting, Just waiting in the wings, observing from the tree line or whatnot, okay? So that's my first kind of uh, theory of hearing all this. And maybe you've had some similar thoughts about this, so I would like you to comment and write into me and see what you see what you think about this. Maybe you have kind of a similar idea that you've thought before or something different, but I'd like to hear it. All right, so here's something else that I got from the, the article off the website. If there are no mountain lion populations currently in Oklahoma, but the state recognized 11 confirmed sightings to date, these mountain lions must be rogue type mountain lions, like on their own. And that's kind of how mountain lions are anyway. They're just on their own rogue. So they're not really in a big population. Okay, they're not staying in big packs. They're on their own. They, I mean, they must be if there's only 11 that are confirmed. Okay, what if that's how the Sasquatch population works? What if the main populations of Sasquatch are in the Pacific Northwest? Like where everybody has always thought Bigfoot is. That's where Bigfoot's located, the Pacific Northwest. But what if we are seeing in Oklahoma are the rogue-type Bigfoot, the Bigfoot that are on their own, staying solitary, or stag, kind of like a mountain lion. So what if they're not in great big pack groups in Oklahoma? What if that's not really the case? Maybe these are more rogue-type Bigfoot branching out from the Pacific Northwest, and now they're rogue, and they're not really in packs, and maybe that's why we don't see as many. I mean, there are sightings, don't get me wrong, there's sightings. But what if, like, let's say the population is in the Pacific Northwest and maybe even in the Northeast, you know, up in the, the Adirondack Mountains, New York area, and all the way up to Maine, all, all up there. But then we got these rogues that go to the middle of the country that are kind of by themselves, generally speaking. Maybe there, maybe there's some still some families and that kind of thing that travel too, but maybe more of them are these stag solitary Bigfoot on their own. What do you think of that? Do you think that's a possibility? Kind of like the mountain lion, because there's not populations of mountain lion that we're recognizing in Oklahoma in the middle of the country, okay? So what if that's kind of how the Bigfoot works? So please, comment on this subject. I'm on Facebook. I have a Squatch Ranger Facebook page. I have a Squatch Ranger YouTube channel. Please write into the podcast, wherever you're listening to the podcast, comment on there, please. I have a Twitter account. 
that's called Squatch Ranger or The Squatch Ranger, please find me, comment, or email me, squatchranger at gmail.com. Let me know your ideas about mountain lions and maybe kind of how it's similar to the Bigfoot. Once again, the Bigfoot might have observed the humans, like the massacre of the mountain lions, and that's why they stay back, and that's why they kind of stay in the wings, and they don't want to reveal themselves to us because they witnessed all that. And also, you can comment on this this population of rogue Bigfoot going out on their own. All right, so that's my mountain lion segment. That's all I want to say about that. Now we're going to get into the reports. Number one. Camper hears low growls near Lake Thunderbird. 2022. Southwest District. Cleveland County, Oklahoma. Class B. Heavy footsteps and vocalizations. Early February 2022. Lake Thunderbird, Cleveland County, Oklahoma. Camping area on south side of the lake near Highway 9. The reporting party, RP, and friend were camped in separate tents near heavily wooded area and secluded spot of tent camping sites. The weather was clear, calm, and cold, about 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Being winter, there were no other campers around. After the evening campfire, they turned in around 11 p.m. At 1 a.m., the RP awakened to the sound of heavy, bipedal steps approaching their tents. He could hear the thumps of the loud footsteps on the hard ground and the popping of sticks and crunching of leaves. He noticed there was a slight delay between steps, as if the creature was approaching cautiously or there was a long stride between steps. He could feel the vibrations in the ground with each step. The creature walked steadily right up to his tent. He could hear slow, loud breathing but it sounded like it was coming from a few feet above his tent. Then the creature let out a very low and long growl that reverberated through his tent. The RP became very frightened and hollered to his buddy in the other tent. This awakened his friend and he shouted back, What's wrong? Then they heard the creature running away and back into the woods. The RP asked his buddy if he had heard the steps or the growl, and he replied no. The RP was unable to sleep the rest of the night and said the creature never returned. The next morning, they looked around the campsite for footprints, but were unable to find any due to the hard packed ground and the dense layer of oak leaves on the ground. Neither of the men looked out of their tent and got a visual of whatever type of creature approached their camp. The RP is a very experienced outdoorsman and eliminated all other types of native wildlife from this encounter. 
He concluded that it also could not have been another human. He said prior to this encounter, he never thought much about the possibility of Bigfoot as being a real creature. But this has made him very curious about the phenomenon, and now he is fascinated to learn more about the subject. He is also very interested in attending our public educational programs and the annual Bigfoot conference to meet our team. Follow up, NOBRO investigators report. The RP wishes to remain anonymous at this time, as he still does some professional contract work and is well known in the central Oklahoma area. He is retired and has expertise from 30 years of professional work in his particular field. I spoke with him over the phone and we have also communicated by email. He found my email address on the NoBro website. He was eager to find a local research group and discuss his encounter. After speaking with the RP, I believe him to be a very credible witness who experienced a very real encounter with some type of large creature in the woods of Lake Thunderbird. There are several documented sighting reports and databases from this area. It has historically been a very active area along the Little River watershed. Number 2. Hunter sees Bigfoot through binoculars from deer stand. Gersney County, Ohio. 1992, Class A sighting. The following report comes from Bigfoot Photos, Videos, Sounds, and Stories Facebook page. In the 1992 deer gun season, while hunting from a climbing tree stand in Salt Fork, Ohio, I woke up around 9 a.m and standing 30 yards from me was a huge Bigfoot staring at me. I have sleep apnea and for some reason always fall sound asleep when I'm warm and comfortable. I pulled my hunting binoculars to my eyes, took a long look and was very scared. I estimated 10 feet tall and 1200 pounds. Out of sheer fear, I raised my shotgun and pointed it at him, and he took off running into the woods and disappeared in seconds. He ran far from me as I could hear the heavy footsteps slowly less and less. I climbed down the tree, gathered my gear, and hauled butt to my truck. Told my girlfriend and one brother and was laughed at so I didn't mention it for years. I slowly, through a friend, released my story to Dr. Meldrum. When people say they want to see one, I know you don't. They are real beings, and they are giant, and could kill us in a quick second, and I believe they are smart. Smart enough to know what a shotgun is, anyways. I bought a drawing 
from an artist at the Salt Fork Bigfoot convention just this summer. That was exactly what I saw, only the eyes were bigger. Number 3. Woman Sees Bigfoot Along I-44 Near Stroud 2017 Northeast District County Unknown Class A Daytime Sighting While driving westbound toward Oklahoma City on I-44, just 20 to 25 miles before it turns into Kilpatrick Turnpike, he was standing underneath the power line pole in the clearing. I was driving, so I only saw him briefly, but man, what a sight. Very, very tall and muscular, with a very short neck and broad shoulders, covered with dark hair from head to foot. Too far to see details of his face, though. I did slow down, though, as much as possible, but with traffic, that can get you killed, especially on I-44. My son didn't see him, sadly. I saw this around 11 a.m. in broad daylight, around this time of year, actually. Fall, late November. I could tell the hair was not as thick around the face, but just as dark, like a man with a beard, but not. I work with a lady who has a friend who saw one just 10 miles down the road a few years back, next to the railroad track. She thought she was joking. Then I shared my sighting with her, and she was shocked. Other Stories My kids and I saw a young one next to the road in a deep forest traveling home through Alabama. He was small, crouched down by the road looking scared to death. His eyes reflected red, and he bared his teeth at us as we passed by. That time I slammed on my brakes and threw it in reverse, but my kids freaked out and begged me not to go back for the monster. Wish I had ignored them though. The adolescent didn't have hair all over his face. He looked like a child with hair all over his body but wicked red eyes and huge teeth. I have seen tracks in mud in upstate New York as well. Huge footprints. We kids asked our parents why any man would walk around outside in the cold with bare feet, and they gave us the oddest looks. Now I know why. We were only six years old at the time. I remember it like yesterday. Needless to say, we weren't allowed outside to run amok anymore. Follow-up, NOBRO Investigators Report I spoke with the witness over the internet. This eyewitness was very open in sharing her story, and also appreciated someone listening to her and to take her seriously as she stated, It's nice that someone believes me. She has reported this encounter to the BFRO in the past and has experienced activity in other states. This witness observed the creature around 11 a.m. in total daylight. The witness stated that it was far enough away that she didn't get a good look at the face. 
I asked her if she could give any more details about the face, but said she wasn't able to observe any further details. I also asked if she could give an estimate on the height of the creature. She responded, That's a hard one. I'll tell you how close he was from the bottom rung of that power pole. Only a couple feet. He was really tall. Those power poles that kids call robots with four legs. Not sure what the proper name is to call it. He was standing right under the bar on the left side with one arm reaching out touching the leg of the thing. This sighting occurred along I-44 in Oklahoma along a stretch of road between Oklahoma City and Tulsa. The witness was driving westbound towards Oklahoma City and recalls seeing a road sign for the town Stroud, but can't quite recall the exact location of her sighting. The witness did agree to submit an accurate pinpoint of the sighting on a map when she drives this stretch of road along I-44 again in the future. I have used Google Maps and images along I-44 attempting to find the exact transmission tower where she observed the creature, but have yet to find it. There are very few transmission towers near Stroud that somewhat resemble the transmission tower that she has described to me. Without the eyewitness pinpointing the location on a map, we cannot confirm the exact location of the transmission tower in this report and cannot include the county in which this incident occurred. This case is still ongoing. Family sees Bigfoot along Old Mine Road. 1950s, Sussex County, New Jersey, Class A, Daytime Sighting. The following report comes from Bigfoot Photos, Videos, Sounds and Stories, Facebook page. I grew up in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. In the 1950s, I was with my parents driving on the Old Mine Road, one of the oldest roads in the U.S. It's about seven miles north of the Delaware Water Gap. It was almost dusk. All of a sudden, this huge, hairy thing on two legs ran out of the woods in front of our car. It stopped and stared at us. My dad slammed on the brakes, and I remember him saying, What the hell? It was like we were all frozen in time. Then this thing let out a loud scream and ran off into the woods. I was terrified and asked my dad what it was. He said it was a bear. When I was older, I asked my dad if it had really been a bear, and he said, no, it was no bear. It was like nothing I've ever seen before. I used to hike in the woods all the time growing up, but after that, I was always scared. I can still see it in my mind's eye, frightening. 